Okay, Thursday was a good day. For once, we have blockbuster testimony that actually vindicates the president from any wrongdoing, and the mainstream media is speechless. This blows a hole in the Russia collusion scandal the size of the Grand Canyon. The media is eating crow. The headline right now should be Trump did not collude with Russia. But instead, of course, the mainstream media comes up with something to bash Trump. Instead, the, the Washington Post, their headline was Comey doesn't trust President Trump. Wow, that's a major blockbuster. Now, that's a real scandal. He, the guy fires him. He has a vendetta against President Trump at this point and said bad things about him. Wow, breaking news. There were like five blockbusters in Comey's testimony, all pro-Trump, all vindicating Trump. Mainstream media ignores that. There was another headline that said Comey's devastating indictment of Trump. He basically said that Trump lied about him. What was the lie? The lie was that Trump said Comey's incompetent. Well, gee whiz, Comey got up and said, I'm not incompetent. What do you expect him to say? Yeah, Trump was telling the truth. I'm incompetent. There's no news there. And oh, he doesn't trust Trump. He wrote memos to memorialize the conversations that he had with Trump because he didn't trust him and he thought that President Trump was going to lie about it afterwards. Okay. I mean, let's look at the real facts in this story. We are going to get to some other non-Comey news coming up. Believe it or not. But let's look at our facts here. There is no evidence of collusion. Comey confirmed that. None. Zero. President Trump, in fact, told Comey, according to Comey himself, who doesn't like Trump, that if anybody in his administration colluded with Russia, he wants Comey to find them. He wants Comey to get them. Now, why would he do that if he was trying to obstruct justice? That doesn't sound like obstruction to me. It sounds like the opposite. I have nothing to hide. Track them down, even if they're in my administration. Now, we also know, amazingly, that Mike Flynn is not connected to the Russia investigation. Two different investigations. This is huge, folks. This is really huge because here's what happened. President Trump allegedly told Comey that I hope this Flynn thing, you can let it go. I hope you can let Mike Flynn go. I hope you can let it go. Right? Now, that's the big obstruction of justice. If that's not a Russia investigation, then that means it doesn't directly harm Trump. The the theory is that Trump was colluding with Russia and Flynn knows something. Flynn can either blackmail him or he's going to say something about Trump or whatever. And here, Flynn is completely a different investigation. Now, the reason Flynn was fired was because he lied to Mike Pence about his dealings with Russia. But that's not why the FBI is investigating. The FBI is investigating him, Flynn, for, for totally different reasons, issues that are not directly related to Russia. So this disproves uh, the the theory that Trump was trying to obstruct the investigation, which he wasn't, by the way, but even if he was, because he's trying to protect himself and cover up his dealings with Russia. It's amazing, amazing stuff. Comey's testimony proves beyond doubt that this entire Russia collusion story is dead and buried. Again, does that mean Russia didn't hack the United States? I'm not convinced that they did, like everybody says. I'm not. We know they, they hacked the DNC, but I'm not convinced they interfered with the elections. But that has nothing to do with the collusion story. Now... The Senate, amazingly, Senator, Senator Rubio, Marco Rubio, did a good job with Comey and a couple of other Republican senators. They certainly came to Trump's defense more than we've seen in the past, not enough, but much more. Democrats were dreadful, and even a lot of Republicans were bad. They, they simply didn't press Comey on some basic questions. I'm sitting there waiting to hear these questions. So many things, so many holes in Comey's testimony, so many bizarre things that went on. And where were the senators? This was their chance. And they're mentioning, they're complimenting his writing. They're mentioning all sorts of weird, irrelevant details. Like, this is your chance. Why don't you get him? Why don't you stick him to the wall and force him to answer while you have him there? Number one, why did he not go to Jeff Sessions? If he really, he claims that when the president said this thing about Flynn, I hope 
that you can let this Flynn thing go. He's a good guy. So he and he said back, well, yeah, he's a good guy. But he didn't challenge President Trump. He didn't take it to Jeff Sessions or to the DOJ afterwards. Why not? So he says, well, there was nobody to take it to. Jeff Sessions was going to recruit himself. That is incredibly weak. We know we knew Sessions was related to Russia. We knew he was going to recuse himself. So you don't bring it to the attorney general because he's going to recuse himself. Two weeks later, he accused himself. Two weeks he had to tell him. And he could have even told him after that. There's no rule. You can't. What do you have to lose? Why not share this? If you think Trump is obstructing justice, share it with Sessions. They could have pressed him on that. His reason is incredibly weak. Just what you have nothing to lose. Good, you, you know he's going to accuse himself. But what do you have to lose? Why not tell him? The answer is because Comey wanted, as the Wall Street Journal said, Comey wanted to keep this to himself. He wanted to hold it as leverage over Trump. He's a control freak. Also, why didn't he challenge Trump? He was asked that, and he said, "I don't know. Maybe I was weak." Well, I'm sorry. That's not good enough. You're the FBI director. If you think he's obstructing justice, then you've got to do better than that. At least afterward, you know, I understand at the moment you're a little bit stunned and shocked. Afterward, you've got to challenge Trump. Instead, he was helping Trump all along, and he said, uh, Trump said, I want honest loyalty, and he said, honest, yesterday's show, I said, loyal honesty, it's honest loyalty, which means he agreed to the whole loyalty thing, Comey, so he's just as culpable as Trump if Trump did anything wrong. They didn't ask him these questions. Also, he contradicted his earlier testimony to the Senate. I'm amazed that nobody, everyone's asking this for days, and then in the hearing, at least I didn't hear anybody. Most I heard in almost the entire hearing. Nobody asked him this. Come on. A few weeks ago, he told the Senate, I was not obstructed. Nobody tried to obstruct me on any FBI investigations. He was talking about the DOJ. But at that moment, he's got to mention, oh, by the way, President Trump tried to obstruct. He didn't mention that at all. And, you know, at least asking the question, maybe he'll say, well, I was only talking about DOJ. Very weak. But ask him the question. He con- he basically contradicted the testimony from a few weeks ago. He said, well, Trump, they said, Are you, is, was Trump obstructing justice? He said what I told you he would say, which is, well, I don't know. We'll have to leave that for, for Mueller, the special counsel. But he said, in my opinion, Trump wasn't just hoping. Trump was trying to pressure me. He was trying to give me a directive. Also, why can't they release the memos? Comey claims to have these memos. Uh, maybe this whole Flynn thing never even happened. I don't believe anything now until I see evidence. Where's the memo? Well, they have the memo. FBI has it now. It's in their possession. They have to see if they can get their hands on it. These are not classified memos. Comey said it himself. Hand over the memo. I just don't get it. Why can't they just give over the memo so we can actually see it? I, I, I refuse to believe that it exists at this point. There have been so many lies and so many fabrications and so much fake news. We'll tell you more about fake news in a moment. Um, which Comey himself attested to. Give us the memos. And they didn't even press him on it. Well, we hope, we, we, we wish, maybe it'll be nice. Come on. Now, Comey, as I was saying, debunked the New York Times story. And they asked him this straight out. Is the story false? And he said, yes. New York Times in February said that campaign officials, Trump campaign officials, had secret dealings, secret communications with top Russian officials throughout the campaign in, 20, in 2016. And guess what? Comey says we know for a fact that that did not happen. That was anonymous sources. Once again, here's your anonymous sources. And the story was made up. So I don't believe, and there was a similar Reuters story a few weeks ago where they said that the Trump campaign had all these communications with all these Russian officials. And it was under the radar, uh, undisclosed. Again, this is the same story, so I'm sure it's a lie. So now, which story at this point can we believe? Same deal. You have the newspapers quoting anonymous sources 
with these blockbuster stories, and we have no idea who these sources are. We have no idea where, where they get their facts and get their information. Maybe they were lied to. Comey said himself, he said the intelligence community, the people who know stuff don't ever leak it, which is probably not true, but maybe for the most part. And he said the people who leak stuff, they don't really know. They just like see something somewhere. They don't know how to interpret it. So it's, re- it's unbelievable. He blew a hole in everything. The only thing they have now is the Flynn thing. And as I said, Trump says, uh, allegedly, I hope you can let this go. I don't believe that, that he said it until I see it. Trump says he never said it. So maybe Comey remembered wrong. Maybe he remembered the words wrong. He didn't write it down at that moment. He went out and wrote it down afterwards. And uh, even if it did happen, one of the senators said to Comey, and this is a great point, he said, he said, uh, he said, when have you ever heard of an obstruction investigation where the person said, I hope, I hope that you obstruct justice. Has there ever been anybody who was charged with obstruction and convicted of obstruction where he said, you know, I really hope that you obstruct justice. I really hope that you stop coming after me. I really hope that you let these people go. That's not that's not how it works. It's when you say, listen, do this or you're fired or, or do this or I'm going to get you or you better do this or something strong. I hope. And, and Comey said, well, that's how I took it. Well, nobody asked you how you took it. We, we don't care how you took it. You don't like President Trump. We, your, your, your opinion is irrelevant. We want to know the facts here. So th- that's where, this is just absolutely amazing. What we come out, the takeaway here is that there is nothing on Trump. Even Chris Matthews, who's very liberal, MSNBC host, said, that's it. The Russia collusion story is dead and buried. This is a beautiful day, and they are not going to charge him with obstruction because he said, I hope you can let the Mike Flynn thing go. And as far as I'm concerned, this story is over, dead and buried. Now, let's see. But um, as I said, it's really, really just amazing stuff. Now, one more incredible thing that Comey admitted. I'm amazed he admitted this. Uh, he said that the reason that he leaked the memo, he admitted to leaking the memo to the New York Times, which a lot of people are very upset about, including President Trump's lawyer. And the reason he did it is because he wanted to get a special counsel. Now, who does this guy think he is? He admitted, I wanted there to be a special counsel. Well, why? You're trying to make Trump suffer. It's revenge. He thinks he's judge, jury, and executioner, the same way he withheld the information from Jeff Sessions about Trump supposedly uh, trying to obstruct justice, the same way he took matters into his own hands with the Hillary investigation last year. Instead of letting Loretta Lynch decide, it was her job. He decided, no, she can't. She met with Clinton. I'm going to do this myself. He is a control freak, and that's why he got a, he's responsible for the special counsel, he, and he admits it. I mean, that is way overstepping his bounds. He deserved to be, the Wall Street Journal said he deserved to be fired because he thinks that and he's another J. Edgar Hoover. He even invoked J. Edgar Hoover today. Nobody even mentioned it. He said, I didn't want to become another J. Edgar Hoover when I was pressing Trump on his Russia stuff. Well, hello, who mentioned him? You know, J. Edgar Hoover was like basically ran the country. I mean, he basically had all sorts of blackmail information over presidents and all sorts of politicians. So this is really just incredible. And how silly does Bob Mueller feel after today? Bob Mueller's special counsel. He's supposed to be investigating the whole Russia collusion thing. There is no Russia collusion thing. What's he going to investigate now? He's going to conjure up a story? I mean, he still can investigate the intelligence stuff, but it's a very watered-down story. Russia hacked us. That's very nice. That's what they do. That's what we need a special counsel to investigate. So it's just gotten really, really bizarre. But as I said, as big a victory as I, I didn't think it would be this good, this dramatic, and this positive toward Trump. And that's from a guy like Comey who can't stand Trump and wants to take revenge on him. All right, as I promised, other news here. Uh, Dodd-Frank legislation, the House passed a bill. Anybody notice? The House passed a bill that undoes, that reverses a lot of the Dodd-Frank regulations. Dodd-Frank, after the big recession, the big crash in 2007, Dodd-Frank, the super, super liberal, over-regulatory bill. Every 
regulatory bill is over-regulatory, but they uh, regulate banks, they regulate all sorts of lending, and they really put an incredible squeeze on business. It really and, – and, and a lot of other things too. I couldn't get – refinance my mortgage at a low rate because the banks have all these insane regulations thanks to Dodd-Frank where they just don't let the banks lend. They don't let them get high interest rates. They simply crush business. If banks don't lend, businesses – don't have capital. If they don't have capital, they can't run themselves. They can't grow. And it really destroyed our growth. It really destroyed many, many businesses in this country. And it also destroyed individuals like me who wanted to get a loan and couldn't and would have had cash, would have been able to spend it. So they undid a lot of those things. Now, it still has to go through the Senate. Supposedly, the Senate, uh, astonishingly to me, shockingly, is going to have issues with this. Republican Senate, and we can't reverse Dodd-Frank. We can't ease the regulations from the banks, let them lend money. This will grow businesses. Well, you're just giving money to the rich people, to Wall Street. No, you're not. You're giving money to the banks so that they can then turn it over to individuals and families and businesses, smaller businesses who are then going to go and use it to hire people, use it to grow, use it to invest and sp- and, and spawn growth and uh, and uh, cause more growth in this country, which is desperately needed. So we'll keep an eye on that. The Saudi deal, there are some senator movement among senators, Republican senators and Democrats, including Rand Paul, to block President Trump's Saudi deal, $500 billion Saudi arms deal. Uh, not for the reasons that we want. This is interesting. You know, they have a problem with Saudi Arabia's human rights record. Saudi Arabia has this very, very atrocious record of uh, doing all sorts of very, very bad things. To, to its citizens, to innocent people. Same thing happens in Yemen as a result of the Saudis. And look, you know, President Trump made a decision. He said, we can't go in there and lecture them how to run their country. It would be nice, but right now we're fighting a war on terror and we need the Saudis' help. I was nervous about the arms deal because I don't want these arms to fall into the wrong hands, to fall into the hands of ISIS, to fall into the hands of radicals in Saudi Arabia. That doesn't seem to be the Senate's issue, but they're concerned about human rights violations. That doesn't concern me, as I've explained in the past, It doesn't look like the Senate will manage to block it. We will keep an eye on all of that. And finally, the debt ceiling. Very interesting stuff. The White House has asked for a blanket debt ceiling hike. They want to be able to borrow more money uh, and raise the debt ceiling. And typically, the Republicans have been against this. They say, if you want to raise the debt ceiling and borrow more, you've got to cut spending somewhere else. However, President Trump wants a blanket deal. In other words, he wants to be able to get the money without having to cut spending anywhere else. This is interesting. Uh, I don't understand it. I'm not with Trump on this, but I think his reasoning is he, he doesn't mind borrowing. He's never mentioned, really, as far as I remember, the debt as being a major crisis, even though we're like almost $20 trillion in debt and counting. Because I think President Trump, it's, it's a business mentality where let's borrow money, let's invest it, and then we'll eventually create growth and uh, generate more more revenue, and, and then that'll take us out of the red. Then we'll be able to pay the money back. We, we, need the, we need the money now to generate revenue. I think that's his thinking. He's very optimistic about growth. I'm not. I'd love it to happen. I'm hopeful, but I'm not uh, assuming that it's going to happen and borrowing against it when we're so, 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 so over our heads in debt. I mean, just unfathomable numbers. So we'll keep an eye on that. What's going to happen is the Republicans are going to be against this. If Paul Ryan wants to agree to Trump on the debt ceiling hike, he's going to have to side with the Democrats, which is interesting. Uh, If he doesn't, then he's going to have to say, sorry, President Trump, but I'm against you, which is not what Paul Ryan wants to do. He certainly doesn't want to lose Trump's support. So he's really caught between rock and a hard place. Now, why is this a big deal? Because John Boehner, former Speaker of the House, he got in very hot water because he did a similar thing. He sided with the Democrats on the debt ceiling hike against the Republicans, and the Republicans rebelled against him. And look, <laughs> I was very opposed to John Boehner. 
uh, doing that and siding with the Democrats. So this is now at the time it was Obama the president. Now it's Trump. So it's going to be really, really sticky. We'll keep an eye on all of that. We thank you all for being here on Politics Clear and Simple, and we will see you next time.